This is the Youpreneur FM podcast, where each week we bring you the strategies and resources you need to build, market, and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your knowledge and expertise. And now, here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Yes, hello and welcome to episode number 399. We're just one away from that big 400 episode of Youpreneur FM. I hope you're very good. I am your host, Chris Ducker, as always, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Great show set up for this week. Um, Another interview show, actually, and uh, you'll discover why I brought the interview segments back to Youpreneur FM as we kick off this conversation. However, before we get into that. We've had a ton more reviews and ratings recently on iTunes. Um, Seems you guys are actually spending more time listening to the show since lockdown than you did beforehand. But hey, I'm not complaining. And I know that there are many podcasters actually that have said that their download numbers, their listening numbers have actually dropped since lockdown because it seems maybe the majority of audiences are listening to podcasts when they're commuting, when they're in the air, when they're on planes, trains, and automobiles, and all that good stuff. You guys, however, our downloads have just gone up. So I appreciate you genuinely for tuning into the show and spending some time with me every single week here on the show. If you haven't already registered uh, or rather reviewed the show, I would love for you to go ahead and check out chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. You're going to be directly pumped into the iTunes network. You can go ahead and uh, do a review, do a rating, and I will read it and I will take note, and I will be very, very thankful. Today, um, as I alluded to at the beginning of the intro, great conversation. My very good friend Craig Ballantyne, all the way from Vancouver, Canada, is on the show with us this week. We're going to be talking all about how you can get more coaching clients and more consulting clients via Instagram. Yes, we're zooming in on Instagram as a profile. Craig has been working with six-figure and seven-figure entrepreneurs as a coach for many, many years. He's a personal brand personified. And honestly, he's one of the guys I really pay attention to on Instagram as a platform in regards to how he uses it to not only obviously serve up value to his audience, but also how to grow that audience and how to sell to that audience. As we know as entrepreneurs, particularly as youpreneurs, we must be seen to sell in order to build influence. It's only one man's opinion, but many people do agree with it. So enjoy this conversation with Craig. It's going to be a good one, and I know you're going to love it. This is the Youpreneur FM podcast with Chris Ducker. So Craig, welcome to the show, man. Oh man, it's good to chat with you again. This is going to be a lot of fun. It is. It sure is. Now I am casting my mind back to the first time when we had an opportunity to meet last year. Was it last year or was it 2018? I think it was last year. I think uh, it was last year. It was, it, was. Start, it was early 2019. I was living yes. downtown Toronto and you were yes. over there to see some friends of ours. That's right. And so I came over. I was doing a mastermind there. You were in town. We got mm-hmm. together for the first time, actually, in person, although we'd been buddies online for ages. And yeah. you walked in with a t-shirt with a union jack on it with my name and the, the subtitle of something along the lines of the king of england 
That's right. That's right. I, I wasn't sure what to say. Was it the king of the UK or king of England or, you know, cause it's all, it's all messy over there. So, but, but it, I just made that t-shirt down the street for like 15 bucks. And I thought, right. you know what? He came all the way over. That's the least I can give him. The least I can do is wear a decent shirt, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, listen, man, it's good to sit down with you. It's, it's, it's a wild, wacky time right now. And, uh, you know, here at Upener FM, I brought back the interviews um, oh, cool. towards the end of last year. We kind of just stopped the interviews for a little while. And I wanted to kind of just jam with my audience solo and really help them with a lot of, you know, pain points that I know they were going through, et cetera, et cetera. And we're still doing that every single week, obviously. But that being said, quite selfishly, initially I brought back the interviews to the show because you know I'm not going to be traveling all that much this year if at all and I'm kind of missing hanging out with some of my friends so I thought you know what they're smart business people too let's get them back onto the show we can drop some value bombs I can you know you know be selfish a little bit once a week and uh and and everyone's going to be happy of it so I'm pumped to have you you're one of like the first handful of people back. And so um, bringing out the big guns, as they say. Oh, nice. What I want to deep dive on you with is now, I mean, look, you know, you're a coach, you're a mentor, you do masterminds, you speak, you do all this great stuff. You've been in the game for a long, long time. A lot of people know of your name already. Some won't. But what I love about you the most and where I've really watched you over the last couple of years is on Instagram and how you've utilized that particular platform, particularly as a man, because you don't see too many men really going all in, particularly within our business coaching space. I don't think you see too many men doing it. Certainly not women, not too many men going all in on this particular platform as a quote unquote business mentor slash coach, right? So what was the attraction to Instagram for you initially, and then we're just going to spitball from there, and I'm going to get you to drop all this value. Yeah, you know, so it's interesting. I, I mean, for a long time, I didn't use it. Um, I didn't even have an iPhone until 2017. For the, for I was using at that point. I was still using a 2010 BlackBerry, nice. and yeah, I was I was actually a technophobe. And then when I started on Instagram, the thing that it, that I really resonate with is it's raw and quick. And that's kind of the way I do things is, you know, if I'm going for a walk or if I'm at the dog park or if I'm in my workouts and I'm fired up to say something, that's when I'm going to do it. And that does resonate pretty well across Instagram. Now, we're a little bit more strategic with some of our other videos and content on there, but I do love showing up consistently and I do love showing up with a short fired up message, whether it's, you know, really about the basics of business. I did one on sales yesterday or whether it's about morning routines, which is one of my shticks or whether it's about selling on Instagram or whether it's just about not giving up, which, you know, people need to hear all of those things. And so that kind of connected with me quick. And then kind of my big breakthrough, Chris, was when I realized that Instagram is just exactly like the email marketing that I've been doing for, 18 years before that, because I started my first fitness email list in 1999. And I just took all the lessons I learned there and translated it over to Instagram. And that's when our Instagram success took off. Okay, this is good stuff. So you're like OG email list builder, marketer. I love that. My Um, first email list was kept in a Word document. (laughs) That's how old I am. 
It's so good. Copy paste, <laughs> copy paste BCC and send, baby. Yeah, it oh, took me yes. it took me an hour and fifteen minutes to send out my um, first emails in my fitness business because I had three thousand people in a in a Word document, and you could only and I was using Hotmail, and you could only send it out to fifty people at a time. Oh man, that's dedication right there. Yeah. So what what were some of the lessons then that you learned from those older days of email marketing that worked pretty much out of the gate on Instagram when you started playing around with them? Yeah, so when I started Instagram, they had just brought out stories, and I realized pretty quickly that. An Instagram story, and now Instagram TV videos, they're exactly like email marketing. If you go back to what email marketing was, email marketing was subject line first. If you don't have a good subject line, you might have you know, a pot of gold inside the email, nobody's opening it. So you gotta get their attention with the subject line. You, know, you really gotta get attention, interest, and desire in that headline. So it's the first five or 10 seconds of the video have to get people's attention. It has to get them curious like for example i'm going to share where i've fallen flat on my face on instagram in the last two weeks i'm going to share that later on in this podcast so that people stick around so if you say something like like that or you promise them a secret then that's going to get people to stick around so you just got to catch their attention and get it there and the great thing with instagram video is you can also add text on top of it in the stories So the next thing is then in email marketing, what we would do is after we got their attention and they got into the email, we would tell a little bit of a personal story. Like there I was sitting in Impact Kitchen with Chris, the king of England, and he had come over and we were meeting there and talking about a secret strategy to grow our coaching groups. Like that's what I would put, you know, that's actually what happened at our at our absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so that's what I would put into the email to get people's imagination going and in the the video on Instagram what I would do is I would always try and do it with an interesting background whether it was a, you know a car on the street or whether it's a view from my condo of the water here in Vancouver I just don't want to do me in front of a whiteboard all the time because the way that I describe it Chris is you know if people are making all of their videos first of all one of the biggest mistakes I see on video is this Giant head, yeah. giant oh, yeah. head video. Yeah. Like, okay, people, no more giant head videos. Right. Or the one I like is is when the camera is pointing up and you can see right up their nose into their brains. That's yeah, my it, biggest pet peeve with people on laptops and whatnot. It drives me nuts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's why I have I have my laptop up on two inches of computer paper right now so that it's not up my nose. But then also, um, the way that I describe the video mistake is that people will make videos of them in front of the whiteboard or them in front of something all the time. And it's the equivalent of saying, okay, you get to watch the same episode of The Office, one episode, for the next three years. Like Nobody's going to watch that episode more than three or four times. They're going to tune out. But if you change it up and allow them to watch a different episode of The Office, they will stay hooked to it. So change up your backgrounds, change up your pitch, your pace, your tonality in your videos. Sometimes start really, really soft and engaging on it. And then sometimes be like, hey, listen, you know, you got whatever your motivational video is. And sometimes like, hey, come here, I got a secret. I'm going to show you something. You need to be different that way, just like we were different in our email market. Then from there, I, I say the third step after you've got their attention with the intro and you've 
down to a tiny, tiny bit of personality, not a lot, just a tiny bit. You don't want to lose them uh, because it's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. And then you, then you go into teaching a little bit. Like, okay, so here's that little tip I promised like that I'm going to reveal from, from when uh, Chris and I were together at that restaurant. You know, he was over at this mastermind and he was talking about how to get people engaged, to, you know, at masterminds and stuff like that. And, and then you share it. And now the next thing you do, just like in email marketing, after that, I would share uh, social proof. Like, oh my goodness, my client Kelly then used this tip that Chris was able to share with me. And she was able to retain her clients, not just for six months in her mastermind, but 18 months. It was a huge game changer for her dramatically increase the profits in your business. And so I know that this will help you too. Now, I guess we're up to like point number five here. You know, after you've done the attention, the personality, the teaching tip, the social proof, then I say, like in my email days, I've earned the right to make a call to action. Okay, yes. I've earned the right to put in the link, to tell them, okay, the next, if, if that was helpful in 30 seconds, just imagine how I can help you if we get on a coaching call if you get this course about how to sell on Instagram or if you get my email marketing course or whatever it is, yeah. just imagine, yeah. just imagine three hours. So go, you know, click the link below or swipe up or send me a direct message or whatever it is. And we'll head over and we'll have a chat about how we can help your business. Or whatever. You know what I like about that the most, that, 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 those few words there, you've, you've earned the right to ask for that call to action. It takes me back to my early days in the sales game where my first ever sales mentor, who was not a nice person, by the way, um, he was a real a-hole, but he could sell ice cubes to a snowman, this guy. He was that good. And uh, he, 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 he was all about, you got to prospect, then you got to qualify, then you got to build rapport, then you got to gain trust, then you've got to, you know, then you've earned the right to pitch your product. Then you've got to handle objections. Then you've earned the right to pitch them again. And then some more objections. And then maybe you can go in and get the close after that. So he was, it was all very process-driven, just like you've laid it out. Somewhat similar, somewhat different. But nonetheless, that earned the right really stood out to me right there. Yeah. And a lot of people obviously skip over that. A lot of people yes. spend too much time talking about themselves. But, but the thing with the call to action, Chris, is that so many people just never make one. Mm. They, you know, I, oh, you know, I get, I work with a lot of people in the fitness and health industry and they're like, you know, I'm putting up pictures of my gym bag and my shaker bottle and my pokey bowl and my acai bowl and all this stuff. And it was like, but no one's hiring me. It's like, do people even know what you do? Mm. And that was like a big breakthrough for a lot of people. They had never made a call to action. And so when I showed them how to make a call to action, like people will get my Instagram course pay a couple hundred pounds for it. And overnight I have a couple of, uh, you know, I have a bunch of screenshots of, Hey, I made a thousand pounds in 24 hours since getting the course. Yeah. all because all you did was you told people what you actually did and they were like, Oh, that's what you do. Well, yeah, I will hire you. And, and away they go. Let's go to the psyche on that a little bit. I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I, I feel like when people don't talk about what they genuinely can do for people, a lot of the time it comes down to fear of rejection in some way, shape, or form. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on it right there. Yeah. Uh, so I was fortunate. You know, if you go look, look at my career, Chris, uh, you know, before the internet, there was face-to-face, nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes sales. Yes. I avoided that. 
Um, there, you know, even when I was a personal trainer in, in uni, I tried to avoid doing the sales. I would just, you know, be lucky if someone signed up with me and there was phone sales. And then there was like copywriting in the mail. And if the internet didn't come along, I'd probably have gone to copywriting in the mail, but email came along and I was able to hide behind email for nearly 15 years. Mm. Well, maybe not that long, like at least the first five or six years of my business because if you send an email out and nobody buys or, you know, if you send an email out to a thousand people and 997 don't buy, three do, you don't focus on the 997 rejections. You focus on the three people that buy. This is so true. Email, email marketing was the greatest thing because there was no rejection. And so that's why I focused on it on not face-to-face sales. If I could go back in time, though, I would force myself. I don't know, I'd do whatever I could to force myself to get comfortable doing face-to-face, nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes sales, which I think is probably one of the most valuable skills in the world for business, if not the greatest. Because if you can do that, you can do anything. And so I, I did hide it behind it. And I understand it's pretty much the same thing on social, that yes, it is exactly what you said. It is the fear of rejection. And making videos there's a fear of rejection and making videos alone just content videos let alone a fear of rejection from well now i'm going to actually tell people to buy and if i don't get anything because you know that goes out and you immediately see oh you know 100 people have watched my story or my video and nobody's responded if you if you're checking your stuff like every 15 minutes you can really send yourself down a panic hole and that is that has to be the majority of the reason that people don't do it very true. Let's go back to Instagram for a minute. <clears throat> so, well, actually, let me let me say something there uh, before we go back to Instagram about yeah. how to fix one way to fix that. And it's a saying that I've been sharing with my clients since 2010. I remember I said this to a, a, a typical Canadian a female fitness expert who was very shy and humble, and she said it changed her life. And I said, listen. Every single day that you don't make a call to action because you're too scared, you're protecting your ego, all of this stuff, you're, you're avoiding criticism, somebody out there, and not just somebody, but many people out there are crying themselves to sleep, literally crying themselves to sleep because your solution is not out there. They are spending money on stuff that doesn't work. They're getting no results and their situation is getting worse. And so you can be all about yourself and be selfish and not make the video, not make the call to action, but realize that what you're doing, your inaction is hurting others. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there, 100%. So what is working really well for you now then? After you've been going hard on Instagram for a while, you've obviously tested a whole bunch of stuff. You've tried a few things out. Some things have probably worked better than others. I want to talk about you falling flat on your face in a minute as well. But what's working really well right now on Instagram? Well, let's let's actually start with the falling flat on your face. (laughs) Let's let's address the elephant in the room now. Let's go. I mean, everything I just told you about what not to do, I recently (laughs) did. So I had, you know, I had a string of videos that, um, so what we do when we make our videos is we run them through some apps. There's a bunch out there like repurpose.io, Facebook caption generator, uh, clip scribe, you know, there's a whole bunch of these things and sure. they put a headline up there and then the subtitles underneath and our copywriting wasn't good in the headlines because the headline of that video can get you 
you know, 100 views or it can get you 700 views. It's massively important. Yeah. So we put out boring headlines. We had five videos in a row of me holding my phone, talking in front of a similar but different background and not having a real good engagement at the start. And I just, every single day I watch and I'm like, that's half the views, half the views. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did exactly what I tell people not to do. So, you know, sometimes you, you do that. But the thing is what we're always doing and I recommend to people is we're always auditing our page. So we'll go back and, you know, in after about eight weeks, it's, it, I feel it's fine to repost stuff because people won't remember it or people no, didn't exactly. see it in the first place. So yeah. we'll go back and like anything that has, you know, 50 to 100% more views than our average or the same with our likes and shares and comments of our static posts, we'll repost them. And so now, will you delete that. the originals or do you leave them there? No, we leave them there because we're, I, I'm not a person who's like, even thinks about what my grid really looks like. Like I, I right. you know, like I know a lot of influence people say, you know, got a pretty grid. Now to me, it's, it's not. And so we'll leave them there because if somebody's willing to go back through, you know, if you have 12 weeks of content since we posted it and we post two times a day, that is, you know, over 150 posts before they they're seeing the sure. same thing again. Yeah. So no big deal. Um, but that was like the mistake I was making. And so our engagement had gone down and now we're realizing, okay, we need to get our engagement up. So we're, we're doing something recently that I'm not a big fan of, but, but it's working because we're doing it in a precise way. And we're posting like kind of meme, funny videos about entrepreneurship. We're not just posting funny videos. We're posting funny videos about entrepreneurship. Like today we put one, it's a guy walking into the waves with like a boogie board and entrepreneurship is like dot, dot, dot. And he just gets crushed by this wave, like within five <laughs> seconds. And, you know, we're probably going to have 20,000 plus views on it. Right. And normally a good video gets about 5,000 views. So we're getting a lot more engagement. And this one is getting a ton of shares and saves, which is like one of Instagram's most important metrics, not the likes or the comments, but the shares and saves, and it's through the roof on this one. Interesting. So that's getting, that's getting our engagement back up to fix the problem that I made. But that's not the thing that's working for sales, which I can reveal in a second. I love any, that. Any, okay. any questions on that other stuff? No, okay. One quick question. So you say you post twice a day. Some people, that might seem like a lot on something. Yeah. Now, when you say twice a day, are we talking – just on the grid or just you on the grid. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do with, with your stories and do you just literally just reshare stuff from the grid onto the stories or do you no. do extra stuff on there as well? I mean, no. I know so what I'll, you do. I'll break down the, I'll break basically you, but, like you know. everything I do is a factory. Uh, I try and make it as factory as much as possible. Now there's certain things you can't automate without people, but um, in general we can get other people to do a lot of stuff. So, so most of my content, Chris is actually originally filmed for LinkedIn. So I have a, a team working my LinkedIn account. We put content up. We do reach outs there. It's a little bit different than Instagram where we only um, attract people in. But on LinkedIn, we do some reach outs. So every week, the content team at LinkedIn <clears throat> gives me five videos, five video headlines. So they've already written the headlines. A lot of people make the video, then write the headlines. No, we start with the headline. So they give me the videos. I make those. and 
you know, I'm a couple weeks in advance. Like, you know, we're already booked out almost to the end of August with all of our posts because I, you know, I look at it as a calendar like that. And so we start there. Those videos go on LinkedIn. If they're applicable for Instagram, we put them on Instagram TV as well. Then from there, we have kind of like a theme for every single day. And with that, it's, it's easy for us to know. We always use this phrase, enter the conversation in the prospect's mind. Enter the conversation in the prospect's mind. So that will get people and enter their, you know, what they're thinking of. And it will help them say, wow, he knows what I'm thinking right now. He must know, he must have the solution to what my problem is. Okay, great. So then we post, we post a giveaway on Monday morning. So we all, we're giving away either my books, a free coaching call with my team, or our influencer package. And from there, we actually use those coaching calls and influencer packages to get, you know, about 20% of those people up level into our coaching. So we give them great value and they upgrade to coaching. And then on Monday, we post a good video and, and that's it for Monday. On Tuesday, we use the thing that's working the best. Now it starts with a video. Uh, so today is Tuesday. It starts with a video in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we do something called the blunt post. The blunt post, if people did nothing but the blunt post, they would make an incredible amount of money just from listening to this free podcast. And the blunt post is something that, you know, we use stories for a couple of years really, really well using a formula I shared before. And then eventually, you know, Instagram became like Facebook where fewer and fewer people see your stuff. So we're like, okay, uh, only a fraction of people are seeing, we're seeing our stories and only a fraction of the fraction of people are now seeing of our stories. So, well, why don't we just do the same sort of stuff on the grid, which everybody sees? So we started doing a very simple post that says, I'm looking for X person who wants to achieve Y. Um, I'll personally coach help you uh, to achieve these results. DM me the word whatever to see if you qualify. And you'll see a couple of them on my grid. We usually remove them after about 48 hours, but I leave a couple up for teaching purposes. And so this is just the bluntest. Here's what I do. Here's who I help. If you're interested in getting this, DM me. And again, this is for people who are like, you're not getting any leads because nobody knows what you do. If you do this thing, and I call it an advertisement, people still like it if there's a good little picture associated with it. And it leads to an incredible amount of messages, leads, sales calls, and revenue for the business. So that's the ultimate thing that's working right now. And you do this, what, once a week, you say? I do it twice a week. Twice a week. So I do it it Thursday afternoon as well. And it's interesting the way that I do it and the way I recommend people do it is you might be selling just the same thing on the back end. Like we're selling our coaching on the back end. But on Tuesdays, we tend to do it around entrepreneurs who want to achieve, you know, the whoosh effect, the big breakthrough, or entrepreneurs who want to scale from six figures to seven or whatever. And then on Thursday, we do a little more influencer-based content. And we say, um, we're looking for, you know, five Instagram entrepreneurs who want to become influencers. And people respond to different messages 
But at the end of the day, they're still getting to the same sales call, getting in the same program because our business helps people with both. If I was a fitness coach, I might on Tuesday say, I'm looking for five women over the age of 45 who want to lose the menopause belly. And then on Thursday, I might say, I'm looking for five women or three women or seven women over the age of 35 who want to lose the baby fat. And here you are saying a slightly different message to your audience. And this is for obviously a, a coach that specializes in female fat loss. And we know what? You're going to get a ton of women who would not reply to the first one who are Absolutely. interested in the second. Right. So, right. so that's how we do that. And, you know, if you're posting, if you're posting two times a day or even once a day, it's a good, a pretty good um, ratio. And, and the way that I describe it, Chris, is when I grew up, I grew up watching, you know, these sitcoms like Friends. Everybody's probably seen Friends. Friends, the formula was for every sitcom was 22 minutes of TV show, eight minutes of commercials. That was the ratio. And so my ratio, just like in my email that I described before, it was like 80% content, 20% call to action. And it's the same with our Instagram content, 80% content, 20% call to action. And I think that ratio is not a problem for, uh, for anybody. Plus, we do a, a lot of giveaways. And the only other thing I'll say is that um, if you think about taking the weekends off, take Saturday off because our Instagram engagement always tends to be low on Saturdays. But Sunday, if you're not posting on Sunday, you're really missing out because that is the day of highest viewership mm -hmm. is Sunday. I don't know if people are just lying around on their phones. They're busy doing stuff on Saturday and they're more relaxed yeah. on Sunday. They're preparing yeah. for the week ahead. But I start, I was taking Sundays off. I don't want to sell on Sundays. I don't know why I was doing that. And then I was like, well, my views are twice as much on Sunday. <laughs> right. I'm I'm a big business. The numbers idiot, don't I'm, lie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's another big takeaway for everybody. Watching. What I love about this is that I always say that you've got to be seen to sell in order to build influence. And clearly, I mean, you provide a crap ton of great content, as do many, many of our peers and our friends in the business as well. But I just, I genuinely, genuinely do believe that the difference between those of us who are going to do very, very well and not only making a lot of money, but also impacting a ton of lives at the same time compared to those that maybe might not do as well is going to be because we just ask for the business more often. Right. That's my honest opinion on it. And it I can't is. sugarcoat it. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, like at the end of the day, most people in your industry are going to help people get close to the same results, but they're, you know, the people who are having more sales are the people that are strategically thinking about getting at people's attention mm. and then systematically going through the sales process. I love this. One quick question before we wrap up. I'm curious to know from a marketer's mindset perspective here, when people um, reply to those very blunt posts and they hit your DMs and they say, yes, I'm interested, What's the general conversion rate between number of messages come in to people actually being, you know, converted into a paying client? Um, if the way that I did it at first, it was really low because it sounded like, and that it still sounds like this is a free thing. Like I'm looking for X who want to achieve Y. So, so we were like, 
we don't want hundreds of messages. No. We want a few qualified messages. So if you add in, I'm opening up spots in my new coaching program or, you know, this, this is, you know, you can mention something about coaching will dramatically decrease the number of people. A lot of people will still think it's free. So there is that aspect. But when people reply, they use the word and we quickly go into a script that says, hey, great, hey, Chris, great to connect. And we always ask, tell me more about your business goals and obstacles. It's a quick copy and paste or quick reply. And if I was you know, a fitness coach, I'd say, hey, tell me more about your fitness goals and obstacles. Tell me more about your nutrition goals and obstacles. Whatever it is, you know, you right. just quickly get to that. They pour it out. And then you say, okay, great. I'm a, and then next bubble, I'm 100% confident that I can help because I've helped hundreds, dozens of people just like you, whatever it is. And then copy and paste. Next step, please click on this link to book a call with our um, program director, and he'll help figure out which coaching level is right for you. You know, sure. have multiple levels. And it's that, it's they get in, we go quickly through that, and we get them over to the call in, in a polite and great way. And, sure. and if you want to, you know, we'll, um, you know, and I do most of these, or well, I do all of these because I love this. My this is my lab is uh, the Instagram thing, and I'm always learning. So you know, I'll send a picture, an Instagram picture, not a from the from the library, but an Instagram picture of me, thumbs up, just so they know it's me. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them will say, "Is this a bot? Is this you know, and uh, you know, someone who works for you?" And yeah. if somebody does that, then I actually send them an up my nostrils. Voice messages. I'm, like, I'm offended yeah, by. I'm offended. You would think that here's my nostrils for you right. uh, as a joke. <laughs> and uh, but but you know, we show that, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is really you. This is amazing. Uh, I'll sign up for that that call right now. Thanks so much. Looking forward to working." Yeah. And and a a lot of people will take their time, and a lot of people will disappear because some people don't use Instagram that regularly. Um, so we do a, a massive monster follow up sequence, and you know if we get their email, or if we get you know their phone number, we'll do follow up politely and persistently that way as well. And the thing is, you know, you said something interesting earlier, like you know not a lot of men are using it this way, and so people might you know depending on who's listening and what coaching industry you're in. You might be tempted to say, uh, my people are not on Instagram, but I have signed up coaching clients. You know, I had a guy in the UK. He's the CEO of um, the UK division of a food company that had 4,000 employees. He signed up from Instagram. He had 200 followers in a private account and, you know, or he followed 200 people in a private account. He didn't have any posts up. And you're tempted to be like, oh, this is just, you know, a kid or something. No, yeah. go through the conversation. I've, you know, the construction people in Saudi Arabia, Australia. I mean, uh, a manufacturing company in Boston that makes disposable or um, ocean degradable disposable cutlery. Like, you'll be surprised who goes. They don't spend a lot of time on Instagram, but they spend enough time for them to become your client. Sure. And for them to find you. Yeah. for them to enjoy what you're putting out, get to know you. pick some value up from it, and to ultimately reach out. What I love about this the most, actually, above and beyond everything else, is that, yeah, you're doing the prospecting, just like every business should be doing, by the way, but you're allowing them to qualify themselves by re- doing that first reach out to you, yeah. right? And I love that a lot about that sales process. 
Yeah, it's you know, it's it's the warm attraction of people rather yeah. than the cold reach out, which man, I don't like that game at all. No, I'm with you 100. percent Listen, man, it's been a pleasure to sit and chat Instagram strategy 101 with you. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of people that are going to want to follow you on Instagram. So I'm going to go ahead and make sure that we have that along with your website, your books, uh, and all that fun stuff linked in the show notes for you guys tuning in, youpreneur.com forward slash 399. That's where you go for all that. Craig, thanks again for coming on, man. I appreciate you. No problem. That was a lot of fun. All right, for you guys tuning in, I'll be back at you again next week. Until then, take great care, and I'll see you on the gram. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Youpreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.